Hello, and welcome back to Lesbians Are Miracles. This is Jill. And this is Leah, and as always. Yeah, as, yeah, and I mean, if this is the first episode you're listening to, this might be helpful information. If not, it's probably not. So let's just get to it, right? <laughs> let's cut out the small talk. Yeah, who, who fucking cares? Uh, <laughs> you don't need to know my name. No, seriously. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, this episode is Redipling. And um, it's all about recycling things, uh, just recycling, not like, you know, cans and bottles and shit, but um, like, I got got the idea for this episode, I was uh, walking around and was thinking that uh, the, actually I wasn't walking around, I don't, I have no idea where I was when this came, I don't, this is, that's a fake story. Walking around sounds legitimate Yeah, I was, yeah right. I don't even walk around that, I used to walk around so much, and I don't walk around anywhere anymore. Oh really, one of my like pandemic hobbies, of which like quite a few have emerged, some of them cool, some of them weird, but one is like very long walks. Huh. Like I just That's like amazing. Yeah, I like took like a four hour walk in Manhattan. Really? It was just like yeah, it was really lovely just listening to a podcast. And it was one of those things where I was like, I wanna keep this up post pandemic and like yeah. you know, if I like the next person I date, I wanna like make sure they like to walk. I love so that. we can just go an for like an evening long walk. promenade. I love an evening promenade. Which actually goes right back to what I was gonna say is that <laughs> so I I have like a very uh, specific third date. I, Ooh, I, I'd say so it's a second or third date for me that was just like such a good one. I'd, like go to this one place and then walk around this one area. And the place closed during the pandemic no. and it got me thinking about like how that was like, I was like, oh shit, that was like my like clincher date spot. Where Really? It, like, well, was this like a three out of three? It's just one of the, like when success. That sounds terrible and disgusting to say. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I don't like like register data as far as dating. Yeah, like that data, but, uh, dating data. Uh, but like when you know when you're seeing someone and it's like okay, you go on your first date and you might have like a certain number of first date spots and mm. you bring dates to them over and over again so I much so that the bartender is like. Hi again, yeah. like oh I see. So that that other person didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, there's the first date spots, and then like the spot I would say is like maybe a third date spot. Mm. Like when like you like someone and you really wanna like step up your your dating game. And I am not good at coming up with dating ideas. I would much rather defer to the person I'm dating. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not super creative that way. I'm like, let's go to this other bar. Yeah. <laughs> but like, So what makes like a third date dating spot like special? What characterizes it and distinguishes it from a first date dating spot, for example? Well, it, it's, I guess it's just about the curation of the date itself. Mm. Like, so, like, so I was bummed because, like, this place that was, like, a pivotal part of my third date uh, <laughs> closed down. And so it just, now the whole third date crumbles. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so it was just, like, a couple really cool, cute places all near each other in a cute neighborhood. Are they in the East Village? I'm, I'm not giving away You're not going to give it away. Nope. Uh, but, yeah, it was just, like, really cute neighborhood very walkable with like like you go to this place for like 
appetizers and then this place for like oh, a nice fancy cocktail. I got gotcha. And then you walk so around like this block and it's like a beautiful thing with beautiful things to see. Totally. Yeah. So I got really bummed out that this place, like this pivotal place closed and I was like, ah, oh, shit, now I have to find another whole third date idea, which is like just seems so beyond anything that I'm capable of at this moment. So have like you tested out a new third date idea? I mean, yet? I haven't dated since summer, okay. so no. I yeah, I just wanted to out. check in to see like where in the timeline this like yes, okay, got it. But going back to our our our, our theme, it got me thinking like, is that okay? Like, is that like gross of me to like have to recycle date ideas? Like what like what like. Is that okay? Do you recycle? Have you recycled date ideas? I have only recycled. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because I feel like there's no other way to say it. I've only recycled like first Tinder date ideas, and I feel like it wasn't even like the first part of the first Tinder date. It was like the late night part of the first Tinder date. Do tell. And it was at this gay bar. Branded Saloon, who cares? I'm just going to say the fucking name. I've been on a first date at Branded Saloon. And it was right down the street, like, literally three blocks away on Prospect Avenue from where I used to live. Uh, I, like, lived there for two years with these, like, whatever. We don't need to get into it. (laughs) But I would always, I don't want to say always, like, I think I did it three or four times. Maybe three times. I took my Tinder dates there. And then it was like, you know. Yeah. I, step two, and then, like, step three was the taco and burrito place, like, on the way to Oh, is that, apartment. like, a, a word for your vagina? No. <laughs> that was, like, step five. <laughs> Would you like to come to the That's taco terrible. and burrito place? <laughs> Sorry. The first taco and burrito place on the journey, as it were. <laughs> But that's the I think at first I, think I take her to Brandon Saloon and I invite her to the taco place. <laughs> but you know what I have done? I've like redicled gifts I've given to people I've dated. Like the like same exact same gift shit. Or the, oh no, not like regifted it, oh. but like <laughs> gave them the same thing of that thing. Oh okay, yeah. I want like I I wonder about like the the ethics of it all. Like not like. From like an actual morality level, but like yeah. like, a, like from a, a light ethical. <laughs> I'd standpoint. say it certainly, and if nothing else, like demonstrates a gross lack of imagination. <laughs> but the thing about but dating, also you want a sure bet, like if you want a slam dunk, and like you know, yeah, it's one of the 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 tricky aspects of uh, dating as an activity when you're single. Like when you're yeah. single and you're like, I want to date. I am going to be dating. It. It's dangerous in that you can fall into it becoming formulaic. Yeah. And I certainly, like, Especially I... Especially when you're on, like, an app like Tinder. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I found myself, like, almost with, like, a, a, a first date shtick. Where, like, I don't, like, I don't have an, a script. Yeah. But, like, general, like, okay, I'm going to meet this person and, like, you know, be sure to, like, throw it, you know, be sure to tell, like, this story always kills, so I'm going to tell them yeah. this story. And, like, this quirky part of myself that I did not reveal in my profile <laughs> is like one great for opening conversation yes and two like maybe we'll like think make them think I'm like more attractive so like definitely have to like let them know about the time I was on this game show or something you know yeah it's like oh that always goes over great and it I don't think it's it's bad in and of itself it's just I've noticed that then if I'm doing a lot of dating at the same time yeah I start to like feel like I'm like you know like especially when it's like not a great date 
like I'm doing like a stand-up routine or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh boy, are my arms tired. You yeah. Know? Like take my wife. You know, it's just like, and it's like, you know, gets like a lukewarm reception. You know? Yeah. And like, and like, is it me? And it's like, the point of dating is to like engage and connect. And is that possible when you're like, when you have this outline this framework well, and you just recycle that you're just recycling over and over again like I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it is natural like yeah to, to a certain extent I feel like we do that on like more macro levels too like isn't every tinder date you go on you meet at some kind of like queer or queer adjacent bar after y'all get out of work and it's probably a Thursday and like <laughs> the setup is the same it's like like I don't know. It's inherently probably like if you spliced like a film reel together of like all of those occasions, it would be Groundhog Day-esque. I have to, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, And then like you start dating someone and like you, there's more redicling. Like I always think it's funny, uh, the concept of pet names. Like I never purposefully fall into like, pet names but like you know how like when you have a girlfriend and like just one day you're just like oh hey babe like we go do this or you know and like the 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 number of like uh I guess like common pet names like if there is a book of like these are like the top 10 pet names that people call each other they're you know they get recycled whether you're gay or straight but it's like you know, Han, honey, babe. like babe, baby, babe sweet. is the, always the like, one. You know, like it, it, it just happens. So, like, if you have dated more than one person, it's it's interesting because like you might be dating someone who has a different name than your ex, but you're if you call them like babe, and you're so used to calling someone else babe, it's kind of strange. Like to me, it's like. A little absurd like I always giggle because it's just like how did I fall into this like because like again there's a limited number of those pet names yeah and like how did I like come to lean on a particular one with a particular person versus another one and how did they come to lean on a particular like why are they calling me like honey all the time mm. you know like what is it about their past and their past and like do they call everyone honey and it's just so yeah. funny because like, part of me is like is this not wrong, but it, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's just ridiculous because it's just like, oh, I already dated a babe. So now you have to be like honey. Or I don't think I've like ever felt that way personally. And I think it's because the people I was on like a babe level with were so far apart aside from, no, I don't think I ever said like babe casually until I was in a serious long-term relationship. And I, they were like, a chunk of time apart where I didn't necessarily feel like I was reusing the term of endearment or had like, I guess I had no longer attached the previous person to it. Like I feel like words and concepts and terms can be loaded and like carry a baggage with them. And they do like historically and they do culturally and they do throughout your own life. But I also feel like when enough distance has like taken place between one another, maybe that baggage lessens. That said, 
I do have ridiculous pet names for Lori that like I've never called anyone before and have just come out of like the ridiculousness of the intimacy of when you're with somebody and like just say something and then like it kind of catches on and you keep saying it over and over. And I feel like that in and of itself is probably like present in a lot of relationships, but like the form it takes is different. Yeah. Like I don't even want to say it because it's so dumb. Like it's yeah. just dumb, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about where uh, you have like the generic pet names, but then when you're with someone for long enough and there's a level of intimacy, there's like that um, almost like inside jokes you have with your partner. Yeah. And it's just like based on total silliness and bringing something like just like bringing something to the most absurd level that you can of like comfort it's almost like a test of like comfort and like vulnerability yeah you know like my friend uh dated i mean this guy sorry to talk about straight people but um no it adds a little flavor (laughs) yeah she dated this guy and they were like you know calling each other like like babe or something and then they like uh they saw another couple i'm getting the story wrong and i apologize if you're listening um (laughs) but uh so they they like knew another couple who were like babing each other all the time. They're like, babe, uh-huh. babe, babe, and it like the, the way they said babe just kind of came like bip, bip, bip. So it, it like almost, started to not sound like a real word anymore. Yeah, so it was almost like beb or something. And so like <laughs> as a joke, making fun of the couple, they started calling each other beb. But then it caught on, and that was their term of endearment for I each love other. That. And then beb like tr- like transformed into Bev and then, so they're just like hey Bev Bev and, it, and it's so funny because like any like to me and anyone on the outside it's like why are you guys calling each other Bev That's and it's so like strange. well the story behind yeah. it is truly so fucking complicated and ridiculous and I feel like that's often the case yeah and that can only happen with like a particular level of intimacy. For sure, yes. <laughs> that, like, just doesn't happen from somebody you've gone on three dates with although maybe you do like I have been guilty of on a third date at like after my second margarita dropping a babe because like I thought it was cute and like you're kind of testing oh, the water. Wow. If I got babed that early, actually I'd probably feel really good. I'd, I'd probably yeah. be like, oh, she likes me. I've done it and like people have done it to me too and like I thought it was cute. But I think that's like a sign. Da- an someone, act someone, of daring do. Oh yeah, you know? when so when someone babes me, I'm like, oh she's serious about it. Like oh she's she's really into me. Yeah. So I'm like if someone babed me and only like and didn't and didn't really mean it. I like I would take it the wrong way. I'm like so yeah. like don't don't babe me unless you don't mean babe it. me unless you mean it. But also like there's something to be said for babing somebody when you're just in the moment and like you're feeling a little risky. Oh, I think I may have acc- you know like you accidentally I'm sure babed you someone. Have. You're like trying to play it off, or maybe you just don't remember. But I'm sure you've like babed someone on a third date. Yeah, I, I may have accidentally babed before, but <laughs> <laughs> but the th- and the thing with about like the Bev thing is that like. That can't be ridiculed. Like, so, like, yes, my friend correct. that had this weird, funny inside joke with her boyfriend about this pet named Bev that was based on, like, basically, like, making fun of someone else. Uh-huh. Like, she can't call her next boyfriend Bev. Like, no. she, she can't, you know, like, that's just not, it's just not going to work. Yeah. But, like, she will, I mean, ma- are the are the Bev people still together? No, they are not. Oh, okay. So, she, like, <laughs> sh- uh... She could have an ex-boyfriend. She'll probably call him something just as ridiculous, though. And, like, I really think those things are always born out of, like, there's kind of, like, a ridiculousness to intimacy, especially at first. It's almost like a weird, like, mania or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, my, like, how I how I know I'm into someone is that, like, do we have this, like, shared insanity? Like, how, yeah. like, how goofy <laughs> can we be together? Yes, and, like, totally. I think, like, for me at least, I'm very playful 
I'm a very playful person. And if I'm in a relationship with someone and I'm like being my playful self and they're not like giving it back or understanding it in the way that I'm used to them under or so uh, that I'm used to someone I'm close with understanding it, I will be like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe this isn't right. You know, maybe yeah. we don't, maybe this is like some, we, we don't connect and communicate well, it's probably the way true. I would like to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I mean, like humor is definitely a love language, even though it's not like traditionally categorized yeah. as such. I have definitely like dated someone where I have been like, it's so strange. Like I'm really attracted to her and there's like a physical chemistry and we have a lot in common and she's cool and she's into cool things. Why, what, what is missing? And it's usually I'm like, oh, we're like, our language of play is different. Yes. Like, you made like, like a critical joke or something and it just like fell short or didn't hit right. Yeah. It's like the, 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 the banter. Like I, I, I love good banter. Yeah. I, You're really good at it. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's start a podcast. Viewers, listeners. <laughs> but um, going back to um, like being with a partner and like certain things that you recycle, redicle, uh, I find, uh, as someone who, who is is very uh, musical yeah. and uh, music is extremely important to me, and I mean I think this is extremely important to a lot of people. You know, yeah, I'm not but like you're a musician. Something, something unique about me is that I like music. Well, does anyone like, else like music? I no. like reading and writing, and you know, oh, so true. does everybody else. I, but yeah, like, I do too. But way. I but I bet like the in the the level at which it you know. Can, is part of your soul is probably a different level. Exactly. And the same thing with music. Exactly. For me. Totally. So, like dating people, I I, I think we, we may have even mentioned this concept, uh, the concept of ruined music. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When you, we were actually just talking about that in relation to something else. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's it's such a a, a really uh, important concept for me, and like something I have to be so careful with. That's so, I love that perspective. Like, that's not a way my brain would ever think or work, but I love that you say it's something that you have to be careful with. Oh, yeah, because, like, music is so, again, it's so important to me, and if I have a negative, if, if I have a positive association and I and there's music that's really personal to me and then I share it with someone, and then my relationship with that someone sours. Yeah. It's really hard for me mm. to independently listen to that music and maintain my own individual connection with that music mm-hmm. and have it be as as important and moving and that original like one-on-one spark I had with a song. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's like, tarnished. Yeah, and like so like my the thing about recycling, which I think we'll come back to a lot during this episode, is that like you are yourself, and so if the, even if the people you date are different, you're always going to be yourself. So there's yeah. always going to be some form of recycling because like you're you're always going to have your favorite movies and music and 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 date ideas and, and more than that, and just rhythms. patterns and ways yeah. of doing things and, and like ways of being in the world that. Some of them change, and a lot of them are inherent and stay the same and repeat or take different forms, but, like, have the same cadence in a way. Yeah, so as you date different people, like, of course certain things are going to come up again, and you're going to, you know, the older you get and the more experience you get, you're going to say, like, oh, gosh, like, it's funny how, you know, in this relationship, this, this thing that I liked... 
I, you know, I introduced, I introduced my girlfriend to this thing that's important to me, and this was her reaction. And then my next relationship, I again introduced this thing, yeah. the same thing, you know. And it's just like you have this perspective now of like this thing, this this external thing that's important to you that you have shared with different people. It, I don't know. It's like so going back to music, right? Like um, uh, and ruined music, like uh. One of my exes, her favorite band is Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. And I also love Fleetwood Mac. They're not my favorite band. Um, and are kind of, or maybe this is just me speaking from, like, our generation, but are, like, universally likable. Mm. There's not a lot of, like, controversy around liking Fleetwood Mac. I almost consider them a lesbian band just because, like, every yes. lesbian I know, yeah, like, they're like, like, has a special relationship with Fleetwood For sure, Mac. yes. And, like, most queer people, I think, like, yeah, in general. For, for whatever reason. Younger this, queer people, let us know. Is this, like, queer people of a certain age or is this universal? We want to hear this, from you. This band with tons of, like, heterodrama really resonates with, gay, <laughs> with gays. Yeah, but it's the witchiness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, a lot of it is Stevie Nicks' witchiness. Although, yeah. like, I am a huge Christine McVie fan. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, so Fleetwood Mac was her favorite band, and I loved them, too. But because it was her favorite band, she had all these shared memories with her ex, mm. with Fleetwood Mac. And then with her, I was aware of that, and I loved them, too. But it, it, it felt, like, almost like, you know, when you're like, oh, no, no, I also love Fleetwood Mac, like, trying to, like, measure up. And it's like, I'm not trying to measure up. I just legitimately like this band, and I know they're your favorite. It, it, it's, a, it's a funny thing to navigate. Yeah. And then breaking up with her, I still loved them, but, like, I associated them and like I with my ex and and my ex's ex who she got back together with after me. So I'm like, that's some like that's such le- that's like the most lesbian shit I've ever heard yeah, in my life. So it, it's very like Fleetwood Mac is a fraught band for me because I love them in a vacuum. Yes, but like I don't live in a vacuum. And when I I first was going through the breakup and it was like the pain was acute. It was hard to listen to them. And it was like, all right, well, I can listen to Rumors, but I can't listen to Tusk, because she yeah. really loved Tusk. You know? Well, I think that's, like, an interesting segue into something else we wanted to talk about, too, about, like, kind of, like, lesbian references and representation mm-hmm. happening in a vacuum. And they're, I don't know, I think, like, these sort of lesbian storylines, storylines definitely we see, like, getting repeated over and over um, in television and in movies. And I think it just gives... Or lends itself to a more limited frame of reference. Yeah, I mean, so, you could write like one of those like choose your own adventure books from the eighties. You yeah. have any type of ending. Like, does the protagonist die? Leave leave the person for a man. You know, like what? Like what? Those is, are like almost the only two options. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I I think we have come. A, I was gonna say a long way. We've come like a, a way. We've come a, a way. way, a relatively long way. We're, I don't know. We're perhaps more conscious that there is, in fact, a way that has to become than like we were before. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I like that. I, I really like that interpretation. And yeah, it's like you have like a Mad Libs of like, you know, this Mad Libs of like these are the lesbian like storylines and tropes, and like you just fill in different and, names. And like here are the lesbians. <laughs> like here are the types of lesbians. Yeah, just and, fill like, in. Plug give them me in. some nouns. Give me some, give me some adjectives. And yeah, it's just yeah, give me some go. reductive stereotypes. Yeah, and yeah. like we've got ourselves a hit. Ourselves a hit. Yeah, and that that gets redicled over and over again, and it it makes me it makes me think about like queer culture being almost too 
we have <laughs> we have these tropes and we're dependent on them but then we get meta with it yeah and then you know we have a podcast where we like deconstruct it but you're still depending on that you know it's like yes. this very limited framework to work to to because we're still somewhat in the framework of of this like you know cuz this exists and then like the step down the road is like we acknowledge it exists and are critical of it but then like then maybe we deconstruct it a little bit or like or, or, or contrary to it, but it's still dependent on it. I don't know. Yeah. I might be getting a little... No, I totally agree with you. And I was, like, just going to make... Try and make a really deep point, but, like, I kind of lost it. And also, I smoked a bowl before this. So, uh. that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. Um, well, like, as, as... Like, on an individual level, I think, I think maybe, like, speaking in the abstract about queer culture um, maybe leads to, like stoned thoughts but like on on the individual level like I have often wondered like like see I've seen myself repeating patterns in relationships and like wondering like do I date the same people um also pro tip never muse that aloud with your current girlfriend <laughs> uh, yeah work I'm that just, out by yourself I'm just or with gonna a tell, tell you out I'm just gonna tell you right now that does not go over well when when you're when you're just kind of like vaguely musing it and maybe not asserting it but just don't don't muse it aloud Ooh, yeah girl. Bad, bad idea very bad idea you heard it here folks <laughs> and like do you, do you repeat the same patterns? Are you just redicling yourself in a relationship? Like, are you, are you, do you just become like, here's relationship Jill and like, like, like clockwork every, you know, every, si you know, at the six month mark, this will happen and at the, hmm. you know. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I guess it also depends on the person that you're with, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a, a person holds their own patterns and also has the power to break those patterns but at the same time has patterns that are very powerful and I think all of those things remain true at the same time and I also think who you're with can draw different things out of you and perhaps that thing was in you before but the person you were with before didn't draw it out of you but I don't know what the point I'm trying to make is, but I feel like to an extent, like we are all consistent and to an extent we are all ever changing and like different people draw out different parts of us and some of those parts are different and some of them surprise us because we've never seen them before, but they've been there all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like <laughs> you, like you, you are, I think, you know, you are yourself and, um, Based on your experiences, it's only natural that, like, you use your past experiences to create somewhat of, like, a blueprint and a mental map. And you can't help but, when you're dating someone new, to, it, if, if not, like, project that on them, to at least, like, have, like, a yeah. point of comparison because that's how we make sense of the world is, like, okay, this is my girlfriend now. My ex-girlfriend was like this. And I don't think you can help but compare, I think... It's it's not a good thing if it becomes like you know yeah. score, scorekeeping or something like that. And I think that happens like when you like what you said when you first start dating some someone, and then like if your relationship evol evolves, it kind of like takes on a new life. But like those reference points are still there. Yeah, I, I've definitely dated people where um, 
at the, you know, it's like you've only been dating them for a few months and you find yourself in some type of disagreement and they're talking to their ex, you know, like mm. they think they're talking to you. Yeah. But it's like, and, and you almost want to stop for a minute and be like, I don't think this is an issue that we're having. Like, yeah. I think this is an issue yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're anticipating because you had it totally. before. Or and I've been, I've been guilty of that too, I'm sure. Oh, I think every single person on this earth is probably guilty of something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, on the That's one hand. Interesting. You... That's like an interesting perspective to take. I feel like I, I do that probably still a lot. I don't think we can help but do that. You know? Or if not a lot, you know, like we all try and be conscious of our responses. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's back to, you know, redycling and patterns. Like I don't think you can help but do something like that. I think it's a pretty natural thing to do and there's, you know, redycling as far as like I'm going to use this first date idea all the time. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think anyone's like I'm going to Start a fight with I'm my girlfriend. I'm going to take out my and... old trauma on my new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, yeah. And, like, it's also really true of the fact that, like, experiences live in our bodies, you know? Yeah. Like, and we're often not aware of them, like I was saying before. And, like, until we're in a situation that, like, triggers them or, like, forces them or causes them to present themselves. Yeah. And I would hope that maybe the healthy thing to do is, like, Instead of, you know, projecting is one, you know, see, <laughs> see, see people as the individuals they are. Yes. <laughs> okay. But also, um, like, like when you're, when you're dating someone, uh, I think it goes back to like what you were saying before, whereas like you're yourself and you might have this particular quality, yeah. but depending on who you're with and depending on like the work you've done on yourself and where you are in your life, it'll manifest differently at different sure. times. And like. I think that's, like, the the positive spin where it's not that, like, uh, you know, we just date the same people. And <laughs> like, we I have, just repeat my past trauma yeah, just over, over and, and over, over again. Everything old this is new. This old shit again. Yeah, it's, like, this vicious cycle, and that's life. And, like, everything that happened to you before the age of five has shaped who you are. And, and there's like, there's no escaping it. It's yeah. completely futile. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, to some extent, like, we do have these fixed characteristics and yeah, traits. Yeah, for sure. But I also think that, like, depending on where you are in your life, they can man you can manifest them differently. Like, yeah. I've known people who, uh, I have, like, a pet theory where, like, sometimes your, like, your biggest, like, your, your big, your best quality, your strongest quality, like, whatever quality you have that makes you the most powerful, it makes you stand in your power the most, is, can also be your kryptonite. What do you think, like, the, that quality in you is? I've been trying to think when you were talking what that quality in me is. Oh, I think, I mean, I don't know if it's the quality, but it's certainly a quality is that, like, I am a bit of an overthinker. Mm. And, like, that's not good because, like, you know, it can be um, anxiety-inducing. Mm -hmm. And um, and also, like, you can, like, you know, be carried away with, like, a certain amount of, like, paranoia and distrust that, like, shouldn't be there in the first place. Um, Are you but a Scorpio? Yes. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I am. That's very Scorpio-esque of you. I'm left-handed. I'm a Miranda. I'm a, I'm a lots, I'm lots of things. I, you're like all the best things. Oh, thank you. Left-handed people are particularly special in my eyes. Oh. Y'all just have like a different aura about you. I don't know. 
I'll, I will take that compliment. Yeah. Uh, Whenever it's, I learn... If it's a compliment, no, I'll take it. No, it. it is. It is. Whenever I learn that somebody is left-handed, I'm always like, hmm, yeah, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but when... But that, that same quality, um, when used for good, can be a superpower. Yeah. Because, like, I have been, like, you know, like, out in the woods and someone will be like, oh, my God, like, I need this thing and I didn't think to bring this thing. And I'm like, I thought to bring this thing because I think of all the worst case scenarios. I have been out the in the woods with Jill on several occasions and I can testify that this is true. Like, like it's not a healthy thing to always, like, think about the worst case scenario and catastrophize. Yeah, but I, it, I catastrophize a lot, too. But it can be a good thing when you're prepared for, like, any eventuality. <laughs> like, yeah. And I often am. And I have often, like, saved the day because, like, I had prepared for, like, some minuscule misfortune <laughs> see this is something this is like a thing about you that is redicles like time and time again and all of these different and like i do mean redicles because like <laughs> you probably have a swiss army knife or something that somebody needs or like is it more like mustard like what form does um, this take it's a it's a little bit of both it can be like the the physical needs but it's also just like information where it's like oh yeah like, yeah like that's true like i love the i love studying the weather yeah <laughs> i used to watch the weather channel so yeah, i will yeah. always be like we have to get out of here we're at the beach there's gonna be a thunderstorm at five o'clock i can see the clouds over there we yes. have to leave right now and that will give us 25 minutes to get home and beat the storm like i am that person oh that makes me miss reese <laughs> i feel like you were that person to like me yeah. many times while we were at reese yeah. I, I like needed to take the fucking ferry home or something. Yeah, like I'm very much like the last train is at this time. Even though yeah. I think I told a story on this podcast where I totally missed the last train home. But uh I, from Reese? No, it was the Mattress Girl story. Oh yeah. That was like the first or second episode of this yeah, podcast. But <laughs> anyway. Oh, we were so young then. That was 2018. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll have to plan an anniversary in, like, six months' time. <laughs> but anyway, so what's your, what's your quality? I don't know. Shit. I've been trying to think about it. I try and be, like, really easygoing and chill, but sometimes I think that can get me in trouble. I don't know. I feel like I would have to ask somebody else or, like, think about it more. What do like, you think it is? Oh, oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm like, see, I'm such an overthinker, and I'm in my own head <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, I, I know can exactly also what get, my faults and and good parts are. I can also get super in my own head. Um, I mean, I think I have. Yeah, I can get in my own head a lot, and I think that can like lead to like these big dreams and like me trying things I never would have tried and like taking risks I never would have taken because I have like the capacity to like dream and like wonder what if and I think I'm like kind of imaginative um but I think that can also be a downfall in certain ways I don't know are you are you a Leo Leo yeah. no, I knew you were I just <laughs> I was just pretending I know anything about horoscopes yeah I am a Leo but I feel like my Leo well I feel like my Leo manifests sometimes like I have a fucking podcast which is like pretty Leo-esque I guess how so I don't you have to explain all this shit Leo's to me because Leo's like like attention and fanfare and like being in the spotlight even though You're I like, really look at my main I don't like when attention is on me though but I do like when my main is in check <laughs> 
Um, but I'm also... Know what I mean? Know what I mean. I'm also a cancer moon. So, like, that's, like, my emotional side. And it's, like, kind of, like, watery and fluid and unpredictable. And, like, cancers are really kind of hermit-like and can withdraw very easily like a crab. Which I also feel is true of me in, like, my dealing with my emotions. But I, like, think I, like, most often present as a Leo. I don't know. You would have to ask someone else. I wanted to ask you, well, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about, which, like, we've kind of, like, hovered over but haven't really talked about, is redycling, or not necessarily redycling, but, like, kind of dating the same types of people. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I will I mean... say both of my, well, my first girlfriend and now my wife have both had completely alliterative initials. So, like, the same letter, first, middle, and last name. I mean, is that that's a type not a type. That that's just like a coincidence. <laughs> other than that, well, my second point is like, I mean, that's like other than that, my they're ex relatively dating different. someone with my name, <laughs> then dating me, then marrying that person with my name. Yeah, like we used to joke where she's like, "I have a type," he he he, and I'm like, "Yeah, you fucking do." <laughs> yeah, but like it only extends like so far. I mean, is that where the similarities end? I mean, we're both tall brunettes. Oh, okay. Who are cool. Yeah, her wife's cool. I like yeah, her wife. Yeah, her cool. Word. Okay, cool. Other Jill's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing against other Jill. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I get, like, I don't know. I guess I always date people who are, like, similar height as me. I've never, like, been in a relationship with somebody who is really tall I've also never been in a relationship with somebody who was blonde. I mean, like, those are all, like, superficial surface things. But yeah. it's probably, like, a result of something, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting for me when I think about redycling because my type has changed so type. much. From with an, a T-H. My type. <laughs> it's, it, it's really evolved. Um, evolved. No, it's, it's, it's changed so much from like my, like when I came out in my early 20s to now. And, oh, interesting. Like, I want to hear about it. I feel like you've like, I don't know, maybe dated more people more seriously than me. I like... What I can, I've had four serious girlfriends. I've had two serious relationships. Okay. Yeah. Um, Book ended by like years of like wildness. Yeah. I mean, I. Or book ending years of wildness. Yeah. I pretty much came out of the closet because people usually don't say came out. The, people usually leave off the closet part now. Have you these noticed that? It's usually these just days coming aren't out. even coming out and fucking God bless them. But yeah, yeah, they're like closet. Out. What are you talking yeah, about? Closet. But I, I also feel like coming out of the closet, like as a like long phrase, isn't used anymore. No, it's, it's usually always just coming, coming out. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah. I'm a million years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when I yeah, I I came out and like immediately got into a relationship, and then like six weeks after that, got into another relationship that lasted five years, and then yeah. mm -hmm. maybe uh, I don't know how long did maybe yeah then then I had like a two and a half year period of singledom and then like another serious relationship and then like five, four, 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 four years of singledom and then another serious relationship but that only lasted six months so mm -hmm. but was like intense in and of itself yeah I mean you know pan pandemic shit yeah <laughs> anyway I'm sure lots of people can relate to that but <laughs> so it's so thinking about like dating the same people it's funny in that, like, my answer would be yes, but also no. In that, yeah. like, like, my type, if we're talking about, like, physical stuff, like, 
it, it's weird. It was almost like a huge pivot, like from my twenties to my thirties, because my girlfriends in my twenties were a particular type. I guess, like, yeah, just a particular type. I guess maybe like kind of tomboyish, shorter brunette. Mm. And then in my thirties, it was like bottle blonde femmes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So it's like I don't, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. Like when I turned thirty, <laughs> like, something happened, and there was just like an about face. Who but, were taller? Who were also yeah, on the taller yeah, side? Yeah, on the taller like, side, comparable to your height. Yeah, yeah, weird, super weird. I mean, even now though, height, like you know, like. There, there are certain physical things that, like, if I'm on Tinder, I'll look for. But, like, height is not one of them. Like, I could yeah. I, I could give a rat's ass about height. Uh, but I have dated women who are like, oh, I, like, oh, I love that you're tall. I'm not even that tall. I'm, like, 5'8". Like, that's, like, that's fucking tall from someone who's 5'1". I'll, like, you don't think that's tall? Give me a couple inches. Uh, no. I, I'm like, I, I have to have, I got to have something going for me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, uh, but, but. But there are qualities, but even personality-wise, like, uh, it, it was almost an evolution where it's like, you feel like from the one to the next, there's a pattern. Yeah. But when you take, like, a broad view of, like, I've been out for over 15 years now. I've been and, around. Like, <laughs> I've, been yeah, right. I've been around the block. Yeah I've, yeah, I've taken a few laps. But, like, <laughs> first girlfriend to most recent serious girlfriend, like, totally night and day, yeah. you look at number one and be like, to no, Jill, you extent, don't, date, you don't like, date the same person. I don't believe in having a type. Like, having a type is, like, my, like, to me is, like, astrology is to you. Like, but, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I learn, like, I do, like, learn, uh, like, from person to person, like, what I like, you know? Yeah. And, like, what, like, I, like. Or, like, what you value or how you want yeah. to be treated. There's, and there are certain things that I wouldn't have been able to vocalize. Like, if you asked me what my type was, like, like I like I like someone with like a like a pretty sunny disposition. Like I like yeah. someone who's outgoing. Um, I like someone who's warm. I like someone with like a nice smile and like happy eyes or whatever. I feel but like, like those are pre- that's reasonable. But like, I wouldn't have been able to say that like mm. ten years ago. If someone was like, "What are you into?" I would have been like, "I don't know, smart, yeah. funny, cute, cool." You know, it's and and like it's easier to hone in more specifically on like. What is it about this person that you liked? And what is it about this person that didn't work? Yeah. And uh, so, like, if I go from, like, girlfriend one to girlfriend two, I can be like, oh, you date the same people. You know, like, there's 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 a similarity. And then even from two, number two to number three, who are, like, so different, like, heads and tails different, still a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Like, like, with both of them, like, and they were probably my two most serious relationships. Mm. And, uh, you know couldn't look more different and, from the outside yeah, yeah but like what made me click with them was uh, our mutual like sense of fun and yeah. like silliness and goofiness and playfulness and sense of humor which makes me like reflect and say like that must be really important to me because like they are so different the two of them mm-hmm. but i was really into both of them mm. so like I this must that. be like a core like you know like yeah. looking at the data I like really love that. this must be a core quality that's yeah. important to me because yeah. they're they couldn't be more different but like that is that's like the through line yeah and then so from 3 to 4 they had certain similarities probably more superficially like oh they both like to yes, cook, and I like dating women like that like of to a cook. Type. Yeah, and like they both are, you know, like bottle blonde femmes. Yeah, aesthetically, like 
not dissimilar. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when it got down to the nitty-gritty, it's like, oh, oh, no, no. And, like, and I did make I, the mistake of being, like, oh, am I just dating the same person? Like, literally. And I was, like, in front of one of them. And I was, like, oh, you don't say that ever. Like, yeah. And I was, like, oh, shit. Ah! Spoke, spoke my thoughts out loud again. I feel like I, like, try and keep it. I'm, like an intense serious person but also like can be just like really lighthearted and fun but I feel like I always date like more intense serious people than myself yeah I mean I haven't met that many people you've dated but I've heard a lot about them and um I I, I mean I know I know your life partner now your wife now and um I don't know why I said life, life partner. partner I'm sorry I I'm, kind of I'm stuck in the 90s I'm I like, love you that. and your life partner, my life might come out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but the yeah. older dykes will know. <laughs> but she, she, yeah, I would say she is more intense. Like if I were to like yin and yang you, yeah, like you're the more like chill like side, and she's the more intense side for sure. Um, but you need balance. You know? Yeah, and like that, like always changes within like. I don't want to say the confines of the relationship, but within, like, the context of a relationship. Yeah. Like, things are always kind of, like, shifting a little bit, like, you know. Well, speaking of relationships. <laughs> oh, were we? Yeah. Like, that's uh, all we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of lesbians. <laughs> um, like, what about, like, redicling sexually? Like, like what about like sex? You know, there's sex toys, and like what are the, what are the what are the rules? Okay, of so on here sex toys? is where there are like dates. There are not hard and fast ethics. Maybe you're just like trying to find one thing you can control, and that's like where you bring all of your third dates. Like that's fine. I don't feel like that's like ethically wrong. Reusing sex toys. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound privileged about it because like I don't know. Sometimes sex toys are expensive. Yeah, them shits are expensive. I personally believe in starting anew. As do I. When it comes to that. Unless it has only ever been for my personal use. So what if, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up with some scenarios. All right. What would you say to, like, there's, like, you're dating someone and you together buy something. Mm-hmm. So using that with someone else is, like, a no. But what if, like, there's something that you had and you bought for yourself and, like, you dated someone and they just happened to be there, so, like, they partook in the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, that ended and then a new person comes in. But, like, the initial purchase was an individual purchase and the initial use and intention was individual. Now, is that okay? That is okay to me, but when I first started dating Lori, she made me throw away anything that could fall into that category and, like, didn't want to fuck with it. But we were also were, like, we were serious, like, pretty quickly. Or, like, it felt like that. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't, like, on our first date that, like, we even... That conversation came a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember being on... And I feel like I... That was, like, something that I understood and was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like like going through a breakup with someone that you've been serious with and you've, like, you know, accumulated some stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. 
it's funny to think about like when you break up and it's like who's gonna get what and like there's almost a part of me that's always like I don't want any of it yeah <laughs> like I you just can keep all like, of it on. Like, it's like you actually want it's to it's like ruined music it's like yes. those are ruined <laughs> objects I like cannot associate yeah unless it's like a nice piece of like but furniture it, but again like maybe if it was something that I had already had yeah going but something that you already had is different but I feel like it's like if it's you're like with a new partner and they're like, like, a, I, like I a frying pan yeah, like, that's like no this is my cast iron skillet <laughs> yeah a cast iron skillet is worth fighting over a dildo is not I myself oh no (laughs) yeah i mean you don't have to throw it away but if your partner is like no i want to like start afresh i know i actually okay that's cool i wish i I understand that because you see lots of movies where like oh this was our song and now i'm crying like oh this was this is my vibrator to like it's raining outside (laughs) it's like oh Sarah McLaughlin, or like Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> the cranberries are on the track. <laughs> oh man, I love. I go to like '70s soft rock, and you immediately go to just like straight up Lilith Fair. Of course. Um, and oh, I wish talk I had... about fucking reference points, like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a permanent and ever looming reference point in my life. And that's Lilith what Fair. makes like recycling. Or redicling a thing separate from recycling for like queer people because like as we mentioned before we like we don't have that much shit in our culture to choose from like not that we share a monolithic culture at all but there are certain touchstones that like many of us like consider ourselves to share and it's just like all right I'm gonna watch the L word with this girlfriend and I just watched it with that girlfriend and it's almost like this. This like shared experience that we can all relate to, and like C H E R shared, where it's like you know it's almost like a okay we became exclusive and then the next step in your relationship is to binge the L word together like, well, like that like, and maybe like the L word is not the greatest example of that, that but like other well no I'm just saying like other parts of that are also a celebration of a culture. Yeah, but yeah, watching the L word is not a celebration of queer culture. Like, <laughs> no, I've definitely let's not get it twisted. Had like a like a somewhat like a potentially um, a awkward, potentially dangerous experience where, like, okay, like somebody's like you, you're still watching the L word, you piece of shit. No, no, I mean, I mean that I'm sure that I'm sure that's on its way, but. Uh, <laughs> Just like approaches you in the street, <laughs> where it's like, stop talking about the fucking L word. <laughs> yeah, but um, but like I like but like so like again like it's like it's like a step in any relationship I have where it's like all right we we we're exclusive and now we're girlfriends and now we're calling each other by pet names and now now, and now we're, we're watching we're doing, yeah it's like a step in every relationship you think we're ready okay I think we're ready I think we're ready to binge the L word <laughs> and you, de- you when you watch it with someone you like develop inside jokes like about it because yeah. it's a ridiculous television show and that's all you can do is make fun of it but I think I've like gotten confused and like 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 I used to uh, <laughs> me and one girlfriend we would like like there was a running joke where we would impersonate Marina and mm. we would just like say <laughs> silly things in Marina's voice and I think I like I definitely like with like 
a, like a like a girlfriend that came afterwards like said something silly in my marina voice and she's like what the- so like throaty yeah like and like um very vaguely deep. like european yeah this like 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 is europe a country because i've been thinking of <laughs> yeah, and so like I would just like we would I would do this with a with a girlfriend and then dating someone else we're binging the L word and I it just came so naturally and then but it was like met with confusion because it was like <laughs> why what huh it, why like, does this sound so practiced <laughs> like, yeah it's like it was just like this isn't our inside joke it's like kind of going back to like your project yeah, like, this isn't yeah, our yeah. fight like this is you know, it's like yeah. and I've definitely done that with the L word I'm pretty sure more than once yeah like, where I'm like. Ha ha ha! Like texting an ex, like <laughs> this thing with Bet Porter. Ha, ha Isn't that funny? And she's like, "No, Jill. What, what the no, fuck Jill. That's your other ex girlfriend." I have no context for this. Yeah. I have to say, Lori is like the first girlfriend I haven't watched the L word with. Oh fuck! We binge. We binge watched the new one. <laughs> and there you go. So yeah, I mean, there. It's like. What are you going to do? There's only so many movies we can watch together. I know. What are There's we supposed to so keep watching Happy a season over and over? I mean, maybe. No. Is that good? Should we just have like a Christmas episode every year where we watch that movie and then and just talk like about it. find more Kate shit? Brown. This is like, I feel like we have to mention Kate Brown in every single episode we do. Because <laughs> Kate Brown is our Kate super Brown. fan. <laughs> and we love her so much. She's like the best person in the world. Anyway, I feel like I want to do a Happiest Season episode next Christmas with Kate Brown as our guest star. Because she wants to do a movies episode with us so bad. Okay. And that's the moment. And we talk about Carol as well. Oh, We do I it again, that. but with Kate. Oh, perfect. Okay, Kate. You heard it here first. Everyone, mark your calendars. We <laughs> promise there will be episodes in between that. We're we're coming out. Yeah. Of, we're coming out of hibernation. Jill we're, is fully vaccinated. I am. I have my shots. You holler at her. <laughs> she has her shots. I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, she'll get there. But yeah. uh, but we'll 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 wrap this up now. Uh, but we'll be we'll be back soon with uh some more some more us being totally ridiculous. Thank you for sitting with us while we discuss. Old and new things. Everything old is new again. Um, time to part my hair down the middle and... Uh, Wear mom jeans, I, I, as the kids are saying. I suppose so. It's, I'm going to oh, get my rider strong on. Ah, oh, that would be such a good look for you. No, it's really not. Because every time I go to... to uh, every time I get my hair cut... You have the body for those jeans. I'm just saying. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, every time I get my hair cut, they have to part it down the middle to, like I guess, like cut it right and I'm always just like okay when I'm, is this I am lesbian rider strong like I am like like lesbian Nick Carter without ride the hair strong <laughs> yeah but uh all right on that note on that note uh, thank you for listening we've missed we, you we miss you we love you we'll be back soon choo 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 <laughs> lesbians are miracles, miracles.